You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 358. Ladies, ladies, and, and, and gentlemen, and let us introduce to you, 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 your captain of Trophy Wars, and official member, member of the 100 Platinum Club, club. With 103 Platinums, here he is, your host, Tricky Alongside with me, He's the master of the dual screens. He's Mr. Stephen Fontana. Coming at ya! Oh, guys, yeah, hundred three platinums, and not only, but that's not even my greatest achievement, Stephen. No, it is my greatest achievement mm-hmm. is that I've turned you into a trophy whore. <laughs> I was gonna say your greatest achievement was uh, giving me a list of easy platinum games. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I was able to up my. Uh, not only did I get. Uh, more platinums and more trophies, but my level actually went up. Did it really? Yes, I am now level fifteen, <laughs> with with a total trophy count of uh, one thousand nine hundred and thirty-two and oh. seven platinums. Okay, you're jump you're jumping the gun here, killer. I figured it was a good segue. It was a good segue. I am level thirty-seven, total trophies of nine thousand four hundred and uh, four hundred and fifty-seven, with a hundred and three platinums. Alex is level 30, total trophies of 6,661 with 99 Platinums. Sucker! Yield is level 27, total trophies of 5,395 with 84 Platinums. And Sid is kicking all our asses at level 34, total trophies of 7,565 with 128 Platinums. You know, I actually find it kind of fascinating that, that... Well, Alex has... Only four less platinums than you, right? Yet, yet you have nearly three thousand more trophies. Well, yeah, because uh, Alex completes games to like a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't like once I get the platinum, I generally move on unless I really like the game. Then I go back and get all the trophies. But yeah, I've played significantly more games than Alex. But you're, but you don't. There are some games you just don't care about the platinum and move on. It seems like Alex, he kind of goes for it if if he can. Yeah, well, Alex will go after the platinum and you know grind out for three months to get one trophy. Where I'm just like, uh, if it's taking me more than an hour to get a trophy, I'm moving on. Gotcha. All right, but uh, I I gotta ask you because we, we I turned you into a little bit of a whore this week. Uh, what are your two platinums you got? <laughs> They are the two easiest Platinums on planet Earth, and they are Little Adventure on the Prairie for PS4 and Little Adventure on the, of the Prairie on the Vita. It now, is by a horrible far game. 
the worst game I've ever played. All right. Now, the other game that you played, because you, you actually played two other games. The other yes. game you played is Square Boy versus Bullies, yep. which is not a bad game, no, but very, very aggravating. Yeah, I think, so for those who don't know, that's a, a classic side-scroller beat-em-up game. Um, it's very simplistic art. It's very, it, it's funny. Um, think the Double Dragon. That, yeah, it's basically Double Dragon. The issues that, that I have with it is that they, for, for the different moves that you have, you have to do, it's very limited. It's only two buttons. Instead of doing, using the two other face buttons on the controller which would make it easier to do spe- you know, uh, different types of attacks, they have you pressing either up, down, left, or right on the D-pad, plus a button combination. And in some c- cases, you have to push both button- buttons at the same time. And the issue that... Or you have to like press forward, forward, punch to do a dash move um, and stuff like that. And the, the, the issue that I really have with that is that a lot of the times when you're button mashing, he'll grab... Uh, one of the characters, and if you grab a character, you're prone to being hit by everyone else. And it, it works out perfectly if there's three of them right in front of you. You could do a quick combo and catch all three of them in a combo, but then you'll grab the closest one for some stupid reason, and then you just get your ass kicked by the other two. See, if you could somehow isolate one of them and then grab them, you could take off a significant amount of damage on them. Yeah, if you keep kneeing them in the face. But the problem is that, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's definitely a, a an actual programming or design flaw. They'll If you're far away enough from them, everything that you do, they they mimic. And they, so and they you, do the opposite of it. Yeah, like if you move up, they move up. If you move down, they move. And it's all, and it's at the same exact time. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they're reacting to you. They're literally doing exactly what you're doing. So... It's hard to get away from them to give yourself distance because of that, what I believe is a programming flaw. But you have to, like, kind of dash back and forth, utilize your drop kicks. You and I are both stuck on the same level, I believe. Yeah, we're both on the the construction site at the top. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I am, too. And the the frustrating part about that that, uh, map is that they constantly give you four people one from each corner of the screen. And no matter which one you try and start with, the other three gain on you very quickly. So, like, you almost have to bait them into the corner of the of the, of the the map and then dash out and then let them come after you and just keep drop-kicking them. But, like, a bunch of guys will have projectiles. Um, yep. The ninjas can, can charge you. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely challenging. But I think I got 89% of the trophies in just the one... 82%? Yeah, and just yes. the one playthrough. And just playing through the game and up to where I'm at. So I'm assuming there's probably two trophies left. the Finishing the game and then getting the platinum. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, because I, I, you, you got all the uh, hit everybody with the weapons. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you're actually missing a couple of them. Which ones? You are missing hit an enemy with a crate. Um, where you had to fight the ninja, you had to hit him with a crate. I thought I, thought I did that. Uh, well, maybe you didn't sync up. Yeah, uh, maybe. It says you didn't beat the ninja bully, so obviously you didn't sync up if you didn't get that one. Yeah. Um, and then there's the two, and then it's the, the defeat 300 bullies. Yeah, I got that one too. Yeah, so you probably just didn't sync up properly. Yeah. Uh, and the other game that you're playing, which I found frustrating, but you found a different level of frustration with is 36 fragments of midnight yeah 
Um, I'm, you know, you know, I'm not good. I mean, if anybody listens to any of the the podcasts that I do or I'm on, I'm not really good at platforming games. Um, and this is a very simple platforming game where you're just trying to collect items on the screen while avoiding death traps, and it's fine. But the trophies are count are tied to timing. T- time, yeah. So, but they don't. They're hidden trophies, so you don't really know how much time you have to, to collect them. So I, I went to the trophy guide, and, and it said that you had to collect half of them, I think, in two minutes or three minutes, and then the rest of them in under six minutes. But there's no timer, and I wasn't setting one on my phone because I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. But <laughs> the first time that I did it, I was like, wow, that felt really fast. Like, I, I feel like I did it, and I'm waiting. Nothing pops. and then I, But you don't. it also just doesn't end. You just continue to run around. At least that's what happened after I got it. So I'm running around, and then all of a sudden it goes, oh, yeah, you finished. You, you could die now. So I died, and then it said six minutes and six seconds. So <laughs> I, I, I missed getting – because I think that would have been the last thing I needed, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that would have gotten me the, the platinum right there. So Yeah, you, well, you you definitely didn't sync up because there's uh, – the, I'm looking at your trophies right now. There's get 36 fragments in less than 10 minutes, which obviously you did, you did in six minutes and six seconds. Right. Uh, there's a trophy for a die with 36 fragments, which you did. I didn't. I did not. Did I do that? No. Oh yeah. Well, you, if you did it in six minutes and 66 seconds, and you had all 36, then yes. Oh, okay. I get it. Um, yeah. there's another one which uh is gonna be a pain in the balls to get. Die with 35 fragments. Yeah, I saw that one too. Um, and then there's the get all 36 fragments, which you should have gotten. Get 18 fragments, which you should have gotten. And then yeah. the one that you came oh so close to getting the platinum with was uh, get thirty six fragments in less than six minutes. Yeah, that's that I think is going to be the hardest one. So, but uh, so I gotta ask, how's it feel to be a, an official whore now? Um, I mean, it, it felt a little dirty. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, just a little felt dirty, just slightly dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe you feel better than the guy that got fu- uh, fired for farting on camera for six months. Wait, what happened? Oh, you don't know that story? No. This guy who worked as a security guard at a hospital for six months recorded himself every time he farted at, at, in a, like a little one to three second video. Okay. And, and then he put all the videos together and released it as one video. And the video now has over... Three million views on the internet. Oh boy! His boss found out about it and fired him for it. But the guy went out like a boss because he knew he was going to get fired. So he, as he showed up to the meeting to get fired, he turned on Instagram live video and let all his followers, which he has abundance of now, watch him get fired. So he recorded did, did himself he, getting did fired. Did he rip a fart at the end? No, but I would. That would have been he did great. That. So, according to my PlayStation app, the ones I'm missing in 36 Fragments, and I don't know if it... Yeah, it, it must. Yeah, it must. Uh, die with 35 and do the 36 in under 6 minutes. Everything else I have. So, I have, according to the app, I have 81% of the trophies. Yeah, that's what I'm showing on my end. Just for, oh, you know what? It might be that I'm not... Uh, I don't have those trophies. And that's why it's not showing on mine. Oh, maybe, because they're probably hidden, no? Well, no, because I can see what they are. Yeah, I got 36 in less than 10. I got die with one. Die, unless they're just not showing some of the trophies on, on this on the PlayStation app. 
Well, yeah, you know what? It could be on my end where it just uh, because I don't have those trophies, therefore it's not showing up. But I'm on your trophy list, which is really weird. What percentage does it say I have? It says 81. Oh, yeah. It's weird. So yeah, right, whatever. All right, so uh, we basically we've been doing what you've been playing. Uh, the only thing I've been playing all week is Bridge Constructor Portal. And I'm playing Fallout Shelter more because I got to get everybody up to all their stats all the way up. Mm. It's, I, I got like a completion. But somehow I lost two of my dwellers. Ooh. Are they out in the wasteland and they died? No. I just one day I turned on and I was two, two less dwellers. I don't know if they took off or what happened. Hmm. But I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> but not shedding any tears. I'm just I, I'd like to know what happened to them. Like did they fuck themselves to death? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, maybe I they very, died I maybe they died of old age. I could very easily send a man and a woman into a you know, a, a living quarter and uh you have know, them do the back. deed. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, so let's get into our news. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the first bit of news is Devil May Cry 5 has an official release date, and that is March 8, 2019. Although the game does look cool, I have no interest in it whatsoever. What about you, Steven? Um, I haven't had an interest in a Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry maybe 2, um, but I do appreciate them. Um, I have too many games I need to play any, you know, to begin with, but the the most uh, striking thing about this release date uh, to me is that when you see March in my brain, I still think, oh, that's next year. That's so far away. And then I looked, I, you know, you look at the calendar and you're like, it's not it's, that far away. <laughs> it's fucking September, like tomorrow. <laughs> yes. And and then it's and then it's the fall holiday season and then it's March. So it's like it's it's insane how fast this year went. Um but yeah, uh Devil May Cry 5, we'll see. I, I haven't really seen much about it. Um I didn't play DMC. So I don't know if I missed anything there, but um I do like action games, so maybe I'll get back into it. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, I, I got this article from IGN, and you know how IGN has the sidebar articles off to the side? Yeah. Um, one of the headlines is, Game of Thrones The Mountain is now KFC's Colonel Sanders. Oh, not good casting. That's a very good casting. I, I'm sorry. I got distracted, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good choice. <laughs> Nothing Sorry says, about nothing that, says chicken like Game of Thrones. This is now the Chicken Horrors podcast because apparently we don't talk about PlayStation here. Uh, the next bit of news is there will not be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2019. Whoever made this decision, hero. Uh, this article is also come from IGN. Uh, it says, like 2016, 2019 will be a year without Assassin's Creed game. Speaking with GameSpot during Gamescom, Ubisoft CEO Uz Gumond, which I love saying that name, revealed that his company will not release a new entry in the usually annualized franchise. Quote, on Assassin's, we had a game in 2017. We will have one this year, but we're not going to have a full-fledged Assassin's next year. It, it's just become the team we're, we're working separate. It's just because the team working separately, so we have two games now, one year after the other, but next year you're not going to have a fully-fledged one. 
Um, it says that that's the end of the quote. It says there won't be a new main Assassin's Creed entry either. Ubisoft also won't release any sort of spinoff or smaller game. And to explain, uh, Gumat, Ubisoft plans to extend this year's entry, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as much as possible through DLC. So you know, this works okay. out for me because I'm still so behind in uh, Origins. 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 Yeah, Origins. I'm still behind in that, so uh, I'll play this one next next year. It works out perfectly. <laughs> uh, so there you go. They're uh, they they decided not to stay with the analyzed version of Assassin's Creed, which I'm you know I'm happy about. They, they yeah, took a year I, off and look what they came back with Origins, which is critically a great game. Yeah, I think that you know it's it's very difficult for. It's very difficult for a studio, any studio, to turn one of these, this type of caliber game every year, every two years, let alone every year. So I think having that that time to kind of reflect on what's going on in the genre in general, like open world sandboxy, you know, checkbox bar- check games, they, they evolve so quickly. And if you're making the same game every year, you don't have the time really to go back and and make those changes to evolve with the genre. So right. I think, you know, having the ability to, you know, an extra eight months to say, hey, the, you know, this game did this really cool thing with, uh, you know, this type of mission structure. Why don't we see if that if we can make that work? And you could try and make it work in, in you know, almost a year and before you need to, like, have something ready for polish. So... I, for me, honestly, I wish they would go every every three years. To be honest, um, I just think that having a a really big, polished, beautiful, innovative Assassin's Creed game is better than having a slightly iterated upon Assassin's Creed game every other year. See, I I okay, you know that I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Yes. What if they treated Assassin's Creed like they do Call of Duty, where they have three teams working on the game, and every three years, one studio's game comes out, then the next studio, then the next studio, and then it's back to the first studio. Like, wh- how would you feel about something like that? I mean, if they, if they want to annualize it, they could do that. They just need to put three teams on it so it's every three years, or two teams on it so it's every two years, whatever the cycle may be. I think that that's fine, but the games have to do something different. Otherwise, you get that that fatigue. You know, um, it's uh, well, Call of what Duty. What they could do is, well, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, let me cut you off a second. What they could do is like, okay, uh, they you you told Bayak story in Origins, so in three years you continue Bayak story. This time you're you're doing Cassandra story. So in three three years after this release, you do Cassandra story. So you don't have the same story every year, but you will continue the story in three years. So it doesn't you don't get the same thing every single year. No, I know, but what what I'm basically what I'm getting at is that you know Call of Duty has the online campaign and or the online um, gameplay, which which sadly is what. Call of Duty, all Call of Duty is now, but it had that difference in flavor, and it always had that community wanting to professionally play in that in that ring and and 
there were people that made a lot of money doing that. In Assassin's Creed, it's a single-player story game. And sure, a couple of them had some online elements, but they, they really didn't hit like they had hoped. Um, they're certainly not going to hit in the in the pro gaming circuit. So I think that they're... Sure, maybe at my game, I have three years to work on it, but effectively, you're still going to be playing... You're going to have to put down last year's Assassin's Creed to play the next Assassin's Creed, and then after two waves of DLC, you're going to put that game down and pick up the next Assassin's Creed. I just think there's there's too many other games to compete with. I think it would be more special if they took a Halo route to this thing, where when Halo comes out, it's a fucking event. People go apeshit. It's just as good, if not better, than Call of Duty in every aspect of the first-person shooter. And, and when it comes out, it's massive. It, it, people go, you know, bananas for it. But it comes out every four, five years sometimes. And, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Halo, but there's no denying its its appeal. And I think if you have a little bit more of a mystique around Assassin's Creed, and instead of, instead of having three studios all making Assassin's Creed, what if you have one of those studios make a new IP? Like, Ubisoft makes a ton of new IP. They do it all the time. Like, Starlink is coming out soon. That looks really fun. Um, does it? To me, it does, yeah. Like, I, I like that kind of game. I liked Warhawk and, you know, those yeah, types of Yeah, but it looks games. like another Toys to Life game. It, but it's not really. Like, that. that's kind of, like, not its... That's not its main function. That's kind of its... That's the, that's the like, external fun part of it. But, like, the gameplay itself actually looks... To me, it looks closer to something like Warhawk, which... I really liked on on PS3 at, at launch. I played that for like two years, um, but I, I think if w- what they should do instead is have one studio work on Assassin's Creed after this one for th- for you know three years, take take two years off, and in the meantime have a studio a studio work on a new IP that could become the next Assassin's Creed. So instead of having every three years you have an Assassin's Creed every year, you have an Assassin's Creed and uh, IP B, which takes off or whatever. And then you could have a cycle like that. For me, diversification of a gaming library to me is more important than having this one franchise that comes out every year. I don't like annualized games. I haven't bought... I was a big wrestling game fan as a kid, but I haven't bought one since 2014 because uh, I'm not really interested in in that. I'm not interested in, for for lack of a better term, I'm not interested in just minor upgrades every year. And I, that's really what I'm afraid that is going to happen with Assassin's Creed is that they're going to be minor upgrades, and it's ultimately not going to matter which one you play. How, how many stories could they possibly tell that are different enough? That that's 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 the weird part for me. Anyway, I, I don't know if you heard most of that because it looked like I got kicked out. But I was just saying that um, that for me, I, I would rather you know how many stories could they possibly tell if they have an Assassin's Creed coming out every year, um, and that I I prefer non annualized games. I prefer the more blockbuster event. An Uncharted comes out. You know, there's a reason why Naughty Dog doesn't just make Uncharted every year, you know? All right. Well, I did miss more of that because you did get kicked out, so I don't know how to respond to you. So, so it, it, Basically, in summation is what I just ended with, so you, yeah. could, you could kick from there. 
All right, uh, I'm going to throw uh, a, a, a comment in here because apparently me, you, and Yield made a, a, an error on the, the last two-week show. We, yeah. uh, for some reason, we all agreed that Sucker Punch was making Spider-Man. No, I just ignored you. Oh, so you, okay. <laughs> I know that Insomniac made it. I don't know why I went with it, and but... My only defense, which is not a good defense, I will grant you, is that Sucker Punch was rumored for the longest time to have been making it. Everybody makes that error. Everybody gets Insomniac and Sucker Punch. The reason why is because Infamous. That's why people get it confused. They think Infamous, they think Spider-Man, they, whatever. It, it kind of fits. And right. and at least I know I didn't play Sunset Overdrive, which is the one that is more comparative to I I Spider-Man. did play it, but I, I, I only played it for like 10 minutes. Okay, uh... So I'm warning you now, I'm going to throw a, a, a topic at the end, which I guess could be morphed into our topic of the week if we want to do that. So I'm just giving you a heads, heads up. There is a topic that I found and I want to ask you about that's not sure. on our agenda. Okay. All right. But with that being said, let's move on to our next topic that is in our agenda, and that is a studio they were all fans of, Supermassive Games, who is the studio behind games like Until Dawn has announced a new horror series, the Dark Pictures Anthology. Um, Supermassive CEO P- Pete Samuels announced that the intense, intense standalone horror games are being published by Bandai Namco. Like Supermassive's horror hit Until Dawn, your decisions, your reactions to horror you're throwing at you will determine who will and who won't survive. Each game in the anthology will feature a new cast of characters kicking off with The Man of Medan, due to release sometime in 2019. The Man of Medan features a group of divers investigating a World War II shipwreck who then appear to discover horrors buried in the plane wreck at the bottom of the ocean. The player will take control of all five divers in the course of the story. What do you think about this, Stephen? I think it's a really cool idea. I think I they, do, too. Yeah, they, they found something that they're really good at, and now they're just going to go all in. And when I think of an anthology, I think of of, of more bite-sized stories. Um, I don't know if they outright say that, but if, if these are like four to six hour experiences, that would be perfect. Well, how long like, was it until dawn? Like 10 hours, right? Until dawn was about yeah eight to 10 hours, but, it, you know, so many different playthroughs right. that you could do. So, like, yeah, but... I think if they make them a little smaller and a little bit easier to play through multiple times uh, without having to invest, you know, 50, 60 hours, um, I think this is a great idea. I, I, I like the idea, I, and I'm a big fan of Supermassive Games. I, I bought all their games so far, including the piece of shit Bravo team. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Okay, uh, the next story we have is if you buy Hitman 2... And you also own Hitman 1, Season 1. The first season of Hitman will be available to play in Hitman 2 with various updates. Developer IO Interactive announced on Twitter all Season 1 missions will carry over to the upcoming sequel. The Season 1 content will also take advantage of all the improvements Hitman 2 will bring, including various gameplay enhancements and new game modes. Those who own the first season will be able to get the enhanced Season 1 missions for free. It's pretty cool. That's, I, think, uh, I think this is great with IO now that they're on their own. 
this is a way to say thank you for everybody for supporting the games and hey I like it yeah I think it's it's you know a really nice gesture I don't I don't play the games but I know that they have an audience I know that they're you know they were very successful uh, with they did the episodic thing and more power to them the players get get you know finally get something they deserve all right you ready for your surprise topic am I ever okay now we are a PlayStation show with that In- never indeed. be confused but we're gonna talk Microsoft for a second here okay Microsoft is reportedly planning to announce a new subscription plan that bundles two existing Xbox subscriptions with a console. The Verge reports that all Xbox All Access will be a new service that nets subscribers an Xbox One, Xbox Live Gold, and Xbox Live Game Pass memberships for one monthly fee. Mm. Uh, X- Xbox All Access will offer consumers both an Xbox One X and then Xbox One op- S options, with the Xbox One X option costing $35 a month and requiring a two-year commitment with gold and Game Pass bundled in. Mm-hmm. Now, I did the math real quick. If at $35 a month over two years, you're going to spend $839.76 plus tax. Right. When you take out the $120 it's going to cost you for Xbox Live Gold for two years, which is $60 a piece, and you take out the ten month or the $10 a month Xbox Game Pass at 24 months, which is going to come out to... Uh, oh, I did the wrong math here. Hold on, i got to take another $120 off. Um, it's all going to cost you $479.76 essentially for the console if you bought those services on their own, bought a system on its own, and then bought the services on their own. So you're right. actually, by this, saving yourself $20. Right. But the advantage is that you're paying it slowly and without, like, having to pay off a credit card. Right. Well, you know, this does, like well one, this is not saying how much it, it, there's going to be interest involved in it. It's not saying, you know, all this other stuff. We don't really have any other uh, details other than what I just read to you. Um, it does say after the two-year subscription period ends, subscribers would fully own whichever Xbox One X console they choose to be a part of. And um, I don't know. What do you think about this? Like, should Nintendo or Sony also do something like this? I think it could be the beginning of the end of of what we know as as console gaming and physical media um if it's if it's successful i should say um this also allows this is the scariest part to me this allows xbox or microsoft to come out with a wildly wildly powerful system without having to worry about whether or not they make money on systems um that's the part that scares me the most is that they can and and scares me meaning what it might do to their competition uh you know i don't really want to have to buy something you know every three years um so it's actually kind of a good thing but before i I do any double talk what what i want to say is that what's what's scary in the in the sony fanboy in me is that the competition right now could come out with something theoretically 
more powerful than the Xbox One X next generation, and people could go and buy it for basically nothing. And effectively just do, do their memberships and lease the Xbox until they pay it off through their memberships. And well, essentially anybody could really do that if they put it on their credit card. Right, but they're not paying interest, and a lot of people don't have credit cards. Like, a kid... You know, I, I don't know, man. It, it's how do they how do they keep track of that? Like, do you, do you lose the console if you lapse on? Oh, I guess you're paying it ahead of time. Like, I don't know how that works. I, all, all the details said is thirty five dollars a month for the Xbox One X option. All right. Like, what if you like renege on your payments? Like, what happens? Do they come and knock they, on your door and take your system away? They, like, they come back and re they come back and repo your system. Yeah, like that. That seems like it's going to cost them a lot of money to have people in place to do that. But I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm sure that's not what it is. I'm sure it's like maybe it, it, they'll just lock your console. Maybe, like maybe they'll do something like that. Like, oh, you didn't pay. You can't do anything on this console. Sorry. Pay your bill, and we'll turn it back on. Um, kind of like a cable box, in in essence. All right, hold on. I'm just sending Alex a message real quick. No worries. While you're sending a message, I why don't we ship this thing over to uh, to sit across the pond for our yeah. Sophie's trophies? We do not know what the game is, do we, Tricky? Uh, well, here's the thing. Oh, Apparently, boy. I patched the wrong audio in last week. Oh my god! <laughs> so Sid sent me a message as I was walking out the door to go to work this morning, saying that I said the correct game but patched the wrong audio in. So, take it away, Sid. Hi, Sid. Hey, guys. How are we all? Uh, welcome back to Sophie's Trophies, episode 45. This week, guys, we're going to carry on with the God of War games, and we are going to turn our attention to the PSP games. Um, they came out next in the order of things. The first one, God of War Chains of Olympus, which we'll be covering today, and also uh, Ghost of Sparta. Um, which also came out on the PSP. They were released as a collection on the PS3. Um, you know, you had the God of War uh, collection with God of War 1 and 2. Then you had the uh, God of War collection 2, let's say. I can't remember what they called it, to be honest. Um, and that included this, which is Chains of Olympus, and um, uh, Ghost of Sparta for a second there. That one evaded me for some reason. Um, the basic story of this one, guys, um, it has been many years since I've played it, but uh, Athena has tasked Kratos to find the god Helios. Um, Morpheus and his wife Persephone are uh, using Helios's disappearance and the other god's uh, slumber um, to crack open a pillar, the pillar of the world, or something along those lines, guys. I can't quite remember what it's called, but they intend to crack this pillar, which will in turn make Olympus topple. That is the basic story, guys. It is set before God of War 1. Um, this is when uh, Kratos was willingly working for the gods. Okay, so with that out of the way, guys, let's do these trophies. The first one, as always, above and beyond, which is the platinum. Collect all of the trophies. This one is a 6.9 very rare trophy. The second one, fare thee well. Kill Charon or Charon. I can't quite figure out how you say that one. Uh, the ferryman. So kill the ferryman. That is a 51.3% common trophy. 
Um, it's quite a good boss that one guys, he attacks with electrical type attacks. Um, bear in mind, I will say it again, I haven't played this game for years so I am using memory for this one. Swing Batter, cause the Basilisk to retreat, that is a 91.9% .9 common trophy. I do believe that's the first boss in the game um, and you have to fight it until it runs away. I do think you kill it later though. Um, Deadbeat Dad, push away Calliope. That is a 49.9% rare trophy. This happens um, in the... Uh, God, I don't even know what area it is, but later on in the game. It's right near the end of the game, and Calliope comes up to you saying, Dad, Dad, and you have to push her away. Um, I can't remember the, the exact reasons, and I think, to be honest, she's a mirage, because I think by this point he had already killed his wife and daughter. I could be wrong with that guy, so please don't hold me to it. Tree Hugger, Sacrifice Powers, 49.9% rare trophy. Um, you have to give your powers to a tree uh, for a reason that I can't quite remember. I'm doing well with this one, aren't I, guys? Hades needs a new wife. Kill Persephone. That is a 47.6% rare trophy. Uh, I do believe she is the last boss in the game. Um, and just do what it says. Kill her. And uh, I believe you finish the game after that point. Atlas in Chains. Chain the Titan Atlas. This is a 48.5% rare trophy. Now, in God of War 2, you actually go down to Atlas and you end up going inside him. Um, but before that, he does have a conversation with Kratos, um, alluding to the events of this game. Now, obviously, this game hadn't been made then, but I think they already planned it all out um, and what Kratos did to Atlas. And it is Atlas's fault, or... Excuse me, guys, it is Kratos' fault that Atlas is holding up the world uh, with those big chains. Back at you. Finish parry puzzle. Uh, that's a 64-point common trophy. Uh, next one, these are, uh, or this one, is a weapon trophy. Merman's Delight, Acquire the Triton Lance. That is a 61.3% common trophy. Uh, it's one of the uh, alternate weapons that you uh, get in the game. Morpheus defeated. Push Flaming Cart to the top. 73.2% common trophy. Um, honestly, guys, like I say, off memory, there is a cart that you have to push up a hill. Much like the uh, uh, sacrifice puzzle in the original God of War, it's that kind of thing. Collateral damage. Find Ballista Secret. That is a 16.5% rare trophy. This one is you have to point the ballista at a certain point to destroy a certain area um, and you will find the secret in that area. You have to blow up the wall. Okay, two girls, one Spartan. That's a bit of a, a risque uh, trophy title there, guys. Entertain the Persian Harem. 63.3% uh, common trophy. It is another sex minigame, much like the one in God of War 1. Big Spender, upgrade any weapon, a 75.8% common trophy, that one, guys. There you go, simple upgrade a weapon. Man Overboard, defend the shores of Attica, 94.3% common trophy. Um, you land at the shores of Attica and you have to kill a load of enemies that arrive. Um, you know, pretty easy, guys. Uh, boom. Kill the Basilisk, so there you go guys, you do eventually get to kill the Basilisk later on in the game. That is a 76% common trophy. 
Persian History X, Kill the Persian King, another boss trophy, guys. 86.9% uh, common on that one. Break the Chains of Tartarus, that is a 54.6% common trophy. This one is where Kratos is hung up in the pit of Tartarus. He's uh, hung up against a wall and you have to break free. Bow down, move the Titan Hyperion. That is a 51.9% common trophy, guys. Can't quite remember that one, um, so I will respectfully say, guys, very sorry, I can't actually remember that bit. Almost there, running, running across the long chain, 51.7% common trophy. There is a massively long chain that you have to run across. Very easy to do, um, just go forward. It takes a while as well, it is a big chain. The Power Glove, Acquire Gauntlet of Zeus, 53.2% common trophy. Um, that is another um, alternate weapon for Kratos in this game. I've noticed he never really gets to keep them. All Beam Walks completed. Uh, finish all Beam Walks, 88.2% common trophy. Throughout the game there are beams you can walk across. There might be a hidden one somewhere, I cannot remember. But just walk across them without falling off and you will get that trophy. Horsing around. Awaken all three horses. 58.4% common trophy. Again, I can't quite remember that one. So uh, it could be the uh, horses of fate. I am not too sure. Eye for an eye. Collect all of the gorgon eyes. And for the birds, collect all the phoenix feathers. They are 40 odd percent rare trophies. Uh, the first one 48%, the second one 43.4%. Again, the same as in all God of War games, there aren't as many to collect, um, but collect them all and you will upgrade your health and magic. You Complete Me, completely upgrade all weapons and magic. Uh, Self-explanatory that one, guys, just go through the game and upgrade everything. That is a 42.8% rare trophy. Hit Me Baby, execute a 200 hit combo. A very rare trophy, that one, guys, at 12%. So, self-explanatory, reach a 200-hit combo. There are certain places in the game uh, that make it easier than other places. Uh, mutton for punishment. F slit, 50 satyr throats. 8.1% very rare trophy. Um, I'm guessing, guys, with this one, you would need to set up an arena, much like in uh, God of War 2. For getting the Gorgon eyes. Um, rejected. Parry 50 attacks. 47.3% rare trophy. Quite an easy one to do really. Just parry attacks and just keep parrying. Stoner. Break out of stone statues five times in a row. 15.3% rare trophy this one guys. This one is if you get uh, turned to stone by Medusa. Or a Gorgon. Um, and... Basically, wiggle your stick until you break out of that state. Do that five times in a row and you will get this trophy. But you have to do it quick before uh, something else smashes you. Old Softy. Uh, don't push away Calliope for one minute. This You can get this one at the same time as the uh, Deadbeat Dad trophy. So if you let Calliope hug you for a minute uh, this trophy will pop it is a very rare 8.8 percent .8 trophy and then just use the button prompts to push her away cool story bro watch the movie atlas and persephone three times uh 21.7 percent rare trophy i think this one 
is one of the treasures and uh, just watch it three times guys uh, piece of cake beat the challenge of the gods 8.6% very rare trophy much like in God of War 2 uh, you can save in between the challenges they are not as hard as uh, God of War 1 uh, I think they're on a par with God of War 2 uh, to be honest heavy hitter executor 1000 hit combo this is a 9.0% very rare trophy um, there will be one particular place in the game I believe that you can get this one guys so uh, just look that one up if you do ever go for this cosplayer play the game with an unlocked costume that is a 14.5% very rare trophy uh, so once you've unlocked a costume start again and uh, you know just play the game and you will get that trophy beat the game it's over already 47.6% uh, rare trophy so finish the game and getting your money's worth beat the game on hard mode now uh, God of War 1 and 2 don't have a trophy for beating the game on hard mode um, it's not too difficult it is certainly more doable than God of War 1 and 2 with it being a, uh, a mobile game it's not as long uh, the levels are quite compact that one guys is an 11.5% very rare trophy now uh, do apologize I have the grandkids over today guys so um, you may hear them um, yeah so this game well worth playing it is uh, certainly on a par with God of War 1 it was technically amazingly impressive uh, when it came out on the PSP and they did a great job with the uh, collection on the PS3 um, so yeah that's it for this week guys God of War Chains of Olympus well worth playing if you're going to play all of the God of War games I would certainly recommend it it is available on the PS3 with trophies and on the PSP with no trophies so I would go for the PS3 collection and I do know it is on PlayStation now. So that's it for this week guys. As always, Sidders1978 on the PSN. Sid at Proving Gamer on the email at Sidney um, on the Twitter or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group. Um, so yeah, God of War, Chains of Olympus, well worth it. A really good little game I have to say. Um, so enjoy and keep getting those trophies. Bye. And we're back. Oh, so this week Bye. he did talk about Ghost of Sparta. Bye, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ghost of Sparta, yes. Ghost of Sparta. All right, so now I asked you to put in a topic of the week. Yes. Uh, so what is your question, sir? So I'm going to give a little bit of backstory as to why I wanted to talk about this. So a back. story time, kids. Yeah, it's not going to be that long, but uh, several months ago on Nintendo Dual Screens, we had uh, this gentleman uh, named Mike. He was a developer on Pizza Titan Ultra, which is a really fun, crazy taxi meets. Uh, you're like a, you're a giant mech delivering pizzas, gathering power-ups, defeating other enemies and stuff. It's really a lot of fun. And they just released on PS4, and... I immediately said, oh, you know, I would like to support them. I know the game is going to, uh, hopefully, they're, uh, they've been trying to get it on the Switch, but I wanted to go play it on PS4. It, mind you, this game just came out, I think, two days prior to when I was looking. Um, so I go on the PSN, and I'm looking for the game. New releases, don't see it. What's, what's hot, don't see it. Nothing. 
I wind up scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and saying, all right, fuck it, I guess I'll search for it. And I searched for it, and then I was able to find it. My question to you, Tricky, and, and to us to uh, deliberate on, um, is how do we fix the PlayStation Store for the next iteration of PlayStation so that this doesn't happen to good games that get buried and you, you, you don't even know they exist unless you are reading on the internet or on your Twitter? How does PlayStation help their developers get their games sold on the PSN? All right. Uh, as I answer that, I just sent a link to you in the Skype chat. Okay. Because it's ironic that you brought this up. And uh, as people know, the firmware 6.0, 6.0 beta is out right now. Okay. And they've actually, uh, the article I just sent you is actually detailing how they are fixing the PlayStation Store as far as searching goes. Right. Yeah, the search thing, which is a pain in the ass, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, it looks like they're doing a better algorithm as, fine, as, fo- as far as the it's, searching it's goes. An, yeah, it's an on-screen keyboard instead of having to scroll to one letter, press right, right find the next letter. Yeah, right. I mean, welcome to 2011, you know what I mean? Like, that. that's fine. The, the issue that I'm having is that it's so easy on, on Switch to, and even on, on, in some instances, Steam and cell phones, but it's so easy to see what's new, and everything kind of gets its own little spotlight. On Switch, there's a tab that says New Releases. You click it, and in alphabetical order, you get all the new releases that were, that were released that week. Um, well, you, it, I mean, you have, well, you do have the same thing on the PlayStation Store. Well, you would think so. But the game was not on the new releases tab, and that—that's kind of my point. Well, that, that could that could just been an error on whoever tagged it inside the store. That—that's um, that is possible, but I mean, I and I'm not I'm not condoning that. I'm not giving that as an excuse. I'm just saying that could have just been a screw up with somebody whoever tagged it inside the store that didn't label it together as a new release. Right. I now, also. Yeah, if if you're if you follow um, like PlayStation Blog when they when they used to do the drop, um, or you know if you listen to Kind of Funny Games Daily where they go over the drop, you know what's coming out that day, you notice that sometimes dozens upon dozens of games are getting released on the PlayStation Four, and if you look at the new releases window, it, it doesn't always match up. I almost feel like they're resetting it every day almost, but keeping the high profile games up there a little bit longer. I don't know if that's something that maybe they they um it's like part of like the publishing deal. Maybe maybe the the games are paying a little bit more to get featured for longer or or something like that. That that basically what what I wanna what I wanna talk about is like aside from just having an on screen keyboard so that we could search for games, like what what else out there would you like to see to make your life easier? For example, maybe something relevant to your interest, Tricky, would be able to search via platinum completion rate. <laughs> or uh, one-hour platinums. Right, or you know something like that. Like there, there are tons of websites out there that help you search for, for cool games and for something that you may like. Um, I think the algorithm for things you may be interested in is completely broken. Um, it, it makes no goddamn sense at all. Uh, like the 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 thing that sucks about that algorithm is that it includes your PlayStation Plus games in the algorithm. Yes. 
So if you get a bunch of shit for free that you're probably never going to play, but you're not going to pass up free games, it affects the games that are on your dashboard as far as uh, as far as the store goes. That's what, that's also stupid. Well, one thing that I wish they would fix, um, and this is just you know, first world problems, is like you just said, you know, there's some games that come out for Plus that you just throw into your your cart and you check out, and you may never have the intention of playing it, but. What I did notice is that, let's just say, I'm going to throw a date out here. January 1st, 2018, you bought your PlayStation Plus subscription. So now, over the next course of the year, you go into the store every time, every month, and you get every game, and you throw it in your, your store. When you renew your subscription, January 1st, 2018, the dates for all the games you got in 2017... Now reset to your purchase date of January first, two thousand eighteen. Oh, I see. So when you go into your list to look, like, say, okay, I know I bought this game in twenty sixteen, so it's further down on my list. It's now somewhere in that list because all the dates are now the same. So every game I've ever gotten on Plus is now the purchase date is now the last time I renewed my PlayStation Plus subscription. Gotcha. So if so, you do that every if you do that every month, your library kind of gets screwed. Like if you're a month by month plus subscriber. Right. But now there is a, uh, a a pro tip. There is a extension that you can use on Google Chrome. Um, it's called PSDLE, um, which if you go into the PlayStation's uh, website and the store website and you bring up your list. You can actually search for the game by Vita or whatever, and you can find it quickly, and then you just hit the download option, and it downloads on your system. So, but, so that that right there is one thing that we definitely could use is that if there are people out there making extensions and, and external apps, right? You know, to so, do stuff. Yeah. So uh, I told that long story just to get to that point, but there, there's got to be better ways, like. You know, like, not to bring it back to, you know, my trophy horn, but, you know, you get situations like Alex is giving me shit because I'm getting all these hour platinums. But yet, I thought about this the other day, and I never really heard anybody argue this, and it's probably a weak argument. I'm going to let you be the judge of it, Steven. Okie dokie. Uh, um, my argument is, I like, I've always said I'm not really an indie game type of guy. Like, I, I go for the big AAA games. But all these one-hour Platinums, these are all indie developers that I'm supporting and playing. Right. So, in a way, like, you, you joked about, you know, being able to search for one-hour Platinums. Like, that's a legit thing. Like, there, there's a market out there for people that go after trophies. There's the sure. people that want the My Name is Mayos. There's <clears throat> the Devious Dungeons, the Square Boys. You know, so... Right. There, there has to be a better search function, and it looks like, you know, they're at least testing it in the beta for 6.0, but, you know, there's got to be somebody that actually gives a shit on the other side of the PlayStation Store that's going to promote these indie titles that's, you know, not necessarily the ones I'm talking about, but Pizza Titan Alter and stuff like that, to, to give it to light, to give it to shine, because, you know, as much as, you know, shit is indie developers get for making quote-unquote crappy games or not high-quality games, they're the heart and soul of what keeps that store running. Yeah, absolutely. So, without those, I mean, like, they they, they definitely need to be 
uh, you know, featured more. As far yeah. as what can they do, I mean, there's so many things they could do. It's just Sony's it, always had a problem with the way their store worked. It would be nice if it was almost like a there was like a calendar almost like new releases and it shows you the month. And then there's like tiles that are stacked on certain days and then you can open that day and it shows you all the games that released on that day. So that if you're one of those people that like, you know, went on vacation, for example, and you weren't playing PlayStation and you came back and you're like, oh, I wonder what came out last week. There's no no way of telling unless you go on the Internet somewhere. But maybe you go in there and you put in the date and it shows up. All right, here's all the games that came out since that day. You're like, oh, OK, maybe I'll pick that one up, that one up. I don't know. I think I think that um, the other thing that they should really consider doing, and this is more of a PSN functionality thing, but they should look to uh, like PlayStation Trophies dot org or whatever it is. PSN, what is it? PSN Trophies dot org. I forget. Um, no, it's PlayStation Trophies dot org. Yeah, like they should look to those guys, those websites, and try and integrate that functionality. Maybe partner up with them and integrate that type of functionality into the PSN proper. Like, we have rarities of trophies, but maybe they could break them down a little bit better, like how they do on those websites. And and something that I want to point out, and I don't want to sound fan, fanboy-ish, but uh, one thing that you said is, like, it's so much easier to find games on the Switch than it is on the PlayStation 4. Um, like, and I don't want to say this to sound fanboyish, but there's not as many games on the Switch that there is on the PS4, so searching on there... It might be the same, but it's easier to find because there's less of a mess to look through. Well, Switch just uh, released their 1,000th game. Um, so there's now over 1,000 games on the store. Uh, but it unquestionably, uh, and it could be, it could still be better, but it unquestionably categorizes the games in a more appealing way. For example, there's... There's a sales tab, so all the, all the games that are on sale in any way go there. Whereas on on PSN, there's Wait, a Nintendo there's, has sales. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's very very common, um, and they've actually had a couple of big like Mario Tennis was on sale last week. Um, I think it was like forty two bucks or something like that. Um, they what they do is they have this uh, what PSN does is they have the sale tab but then there's a PS plus tab and then inside the PS plus tabs there's PS plus deals and then inside the PS plus deals there's your discounts and your free games it's like why do I have to go through four different menus to see what deals I can get because I'm PlayStation plus if it's a sale it's a sale and it should be a sale but when they do like the flash sale there'll be additional sales on top of that because I'm a plus member and that gets buried in there but all of my, all of the sales don't get bunched up together on on PS Plus. It's just weird the way they 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 separate all their different uh, features. Where on Switch, it's you know you have your sales, you have your coming soon tab, you have um, new releases, which is everything that's been released in the last I think it's fourteen days gets gets kept in there. And then there's your bestsellers, so your games that are ab- the most popular. I think it's the top like 25 games on the store. It's pretty simple. And then you could go in and type names for games that you want to look for. Um, I wish that they had um, more genres, like more defined genres. Um, 
As a matter of fact, off the top of my head, I don't know if they do genres at all. I don't know. I don't know. They do that on PlayStation, at least. I don't know. All right, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. You want to take the lead? Or you want me to do it? Nah, you do it. My throat <laughs> is a scratchy. I talked way too much. Proofofgamer.com is looking for some staff members looking for some various podcasts, videos, news, pros, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Water tab, and fill out the application, and I will go back. Uh, I will get back to you as soon as possible. With that being said, under much yelling by Steven, uh, there is going to come a time very shortly where the site is going to be taken offline completely to re-up, to up, uh, re- Design the site. Because Stephen keeps telling me it looks like booty. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a plan for that. I'm just trying to warn everybody ahead of time. So if you don't get your favorite articles, you don't get your favorite podcast that week, just understand it's for the greater good. Uh, speaking of our articles, they are and our videos. You can find on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. You can also catch me and Marcus streaming on Twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer, uh, and we'll tell you how you can sub for f- sub for free later in the show. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First one is our <coughs> email: trophyhorrors at provinggamer.com. That's trophyhorrors at provinggamer.com. You want to get a hold of us on Twitter? There's several ways. You can contact the site at Proving Gamer. Contact the show at Trophy Wars. You can contact me at Trick Mick. Contact Steven at BatChild27. Contact Alex at Saundersaurus Rex. Uh, please tweet him and tell him to get a new microphone. Please. Yeah. Please. And you can tweet I yield to no one at I yield to no one. Uh, if you want to get a hold, of, give us a phone call. You can call us at 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can also use the SpeakPipe app, which Steven absolutely hates, but as he told me to get rid of it, somebody sent him a message, so now he loves it. Mm, debatable. <laughs> Did you ever play that on your show? No, I couldn't. No, we didn't. That was, that was just great. Steven literally said, yo, just get rid of it. And as I went to get rid of it, an email popped up going, somebody left a message. Listen to the message. It was for Steven. How fortuitous. Perfect timing. That guy sounded stoned, by the way. Very. Uh, If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, Nintendo Dual Screens, which Steven's a host of. That's me. Yes, and he does a show with Andy. And I got to tell you, dude, um... I listened to the episode with Sissy Jones. I love Sissy Jones. Awesome, awesome, awesome work on that episode. Thank you. I, I really, like, I I want now to reach out to her to get her on an episode of Trophy Horse. I'd Go love to it. do that. Uh, and now that I have an in, because my main man Steve is her best friend. Very true, but we, we haven't spoken since the episode. <laughs> actually, the day after the episode. <laughs> She's a very busy, very busy woman. Yes. I mean, and she's playing a character in one of my highly anticipated games, Darksiders 3. So, uh, And game stuff. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, follow me, iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can listen to Trophy Horse and Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. We have some PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site called Proving Gamer. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Brothel. Because Shuhei still will not let us say whores on the network. Damn and you, Shuhei. 
and Yields Group, the Platinum Guild, which I'm going to have to drop like 20 Platinum picks in just to shut him up and tell him, you know, give you my shout outs. 20. 20. Steven, 20. 2 0. 2 0. Uh, that is it for the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Steven, give my voice a break. Tell him about Extra Life. Extra Life is a charity organization dedicated to raising money for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. It's a gaming marathon in which gamers from all around the world uh, marathon for 24, sometimes 25 straight hours to raise awareness and to raise money. Last year, we raised almost, uh, it was either over or almost $4,000 for our team. It's very easy to, to uh, sign up. You go to extra-life.org and you can sign up on your own team or you can go to provengamer.com, click on the Extra Life banner and you can join our team or donate directly to our team we raise money all year to get a head start so you can support us there no problem i'm actually looking up because i i don't know if it's three thousand or four thousand i think it was close to four um to piggyback off of that we are also partnered with humble bundle we have our own humble bundle uh link and, and store and oh, that uh, also does uh that, that, that also does uh support extra life doesn't it yes Yes, so uh, you ch you get to choose the charity that that the proceeds from your store go to, and uh, it's really cool. Humble Bundle gets uh, developers and 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 publishers and whomever to effectively donate or sell at a very very low cost a bunch of games and software, and you can pay what you want or pay the average and get different packages. They had a jack. Uh, Jackbox bundle not too long ago where you can get almost every single uh, Jackbox party pack game that was ever made for like $12. Um, and if you do that on Proving Gamer to on our link, that goes to our Extra Life page, uh, our Extra Life charity. So you could also do that. Ooh, I, I just looked up, uh, looked up the latest bundle. Steven, I think you might actually like to get this one. That was the Square Enix? Was that the one? No, this is the Humble... Spooky Horror Bundle 2018. Ooh, creepy. For $1. Yes. You're you're able to get White Noise 2, Layers of Fear, How to Survive and How to Survive 2. Mm. If you pay an average of $7.90, you get all that plus detention, uh Night Alone, which is actually your Yoma Mari Night Alone. And Bioshock, Bioshock Remastered. Ooh. For $15, you get everything I just mentioned, plus Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, the game. Cool. Not bad. And there's uh, another bundle in there, which I'm going to tell you to go look at because I'm not actually going to read it. But there is a uh, audio and video editing uh, in which for $30... You get like fifteen programs. Yeah, I did one last year, I think. Yeah, this one. Uh, I don't know if this has the same stuff, but dude, these... good. The one that I did was uh, Sony, Sony Vega. So I think that's what it was, Sony Vega. Yeah. And, and this is Cy this, this is Cyberlink. Huh. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh. You know, we do this every week, not to you know delay the show because I know it irritates Steven a little bit when I derail him. Um, <clears throat> but I we do this so you guys actually know, you know, like what you guys could get. It's always awesome deals. So, 
All right. So with that being said, we also have our Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash proving gamer. Uh, we are uh, trying to raise some money to pay the staff. Uh, so there are different tiers, different rewards. Go check that out. And we also are sponsored by Amazon. If you could and would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first. Click on any Amazon link and continue with your normal shopping. doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. And if you are Amazon Prime, you are also Twitch Prime, in which you can now sub to us on twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer by linking your accounts, going to our Twitch page, and clicking sub for free. You do have to do it every month, which is sometimes annoying. Ask Steven because I remind him every month he's got a sub. Indeed. Um, but I, I do that because I love you and you love me and we're one big happy family. True. I can't believe I just did Barney on this show. It happens. It, it gets us. It, it gets you everyone, every once in a while. You're, yeah. Once you turn into a parent, your life becomes Barney, Teletubbies, uh, Powderpuff Girls, and Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. I love I Mickey. If, I think if Steven sees one more episode of Mickey Mouse Club, he might actually uh, kill himself. Right now, this crazy person is all about that <laughs> that music video for What Does the Fox Say? Really? Yeah. So what does the fox say, Steven? It's just, it's horrible. <laughs> it's just so much. My, my question is, who showed him that video? Well, we are parents of the 21st century, and Jack was on YouTube Kids, and he found it himself. Really? Yes. And then kept (sighs) pressing it over and over and over again. You know, I I don't like to call you out, but I think that might be uh, bad parents in there, sir. Eh, it's all right. He, He gets his iPad time every now and again. Especially when mommy has, you know, added up to her eyes with the nonsense. Needs a break. Yeah. All right. All right. With that being said, uh, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Steven, as you is customary, I go last. So that means you have to go first. Shout out to Alex's microphone. Oh, it's her Alex's microphone. Who continues to keep us on our toes and gave me the opportunity to talk a lot more than I thought I was going to. Which is always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to the listeners for listening every week. We appreciate you. Uh, shout out to uh, indie devs everywhere because I have been doing nothing but play indie games. I haven't touched a proper triple a game since god of war that's gonna and, change in two weeks yeah 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 it is <laughs> spider-man's coming out spider-man uh and that's it those are my shout outs all right and my shout out thank you to the goddess who uh gave up and went to bed it was she was waiting up for me but she decided to call tonight uh shout out to my cat who uh for some reason, is best friends with my sixty-five pound pit bull. They're the I like best it. Of, they're the best of friends. That's great. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, the guy who got fired for videotaping his farts. Uh, I forgot to tell you the best part of that story, Stephen. Yes. You know. You know what? You want to know what the guy's name was? 
Mm, sure. Paul Flart. That's great. <laughs> Shout out to Sweet Mama D, who uh, I spent the entire weekend with last year and forgot to edit the show and was up until about 2 o'clock in the morning when I had to be up at 4 editing the show. You said last year. I know you meant last week, but that, that was funny that you're like, oh, we hung out last year. Did I say last year? <laughs> you did, yeah. Let's go to the videotape. Rewind. <laughs> okay, yeah, I screwed up. I said last year. Um, so, and shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys. You guys are really the reason why we keep doing the show. You're the one, you're the reason why uh, I should have been in bed two hours ago, but so, so, for some reason, I'm still up at it, uh, recording the podcast, dealing with Alex's microphone, and uh, yeah, I'm going to bed. So, until next week, if there's nothing else, happy trophy hunting. Be excellent to each other. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs>